0: Outside, outside the nine did not make the cloud five. rise, how the money just, money just multiply, on the outside, outside the nine did five, nine to long five. as I strive, success finna multiply, <laughs> on the outside. I <sighs> was back. Pack. <laughs> i
1: would so when you click record i have the option to leave the meeting and i was <laughs> thinking about <you. laughs> just deucing <laughs> you just do your own recording for episode 100. you want
0: me to fly solo on the 100th 100th episode dude wow what do
1: you what do you think you would be talking about the entire time if i said you had to go 30 minutes what do you think you would start off with
0: i don't even know so that's not a good start I would probably talk a little bit about what we just talked about, which no one wants to know about because it's on the top of my mind, which is which is basically trading at uh, custodians. Oh, man, that sounds riveting. People riveting. Would pro-
1: I think people would probably never listen to this podcast again, unfortunately.
0: Or maybe I would talk about the value of saving on a cup of coffee every day and, and instead investing that money. Oh, that sounds equally as bad. Equally as bad. Stop. Save Save that for your day job. Save that for your day job. And we just lost everybody, <laughs> dude. Episode yeah. one hundred. We're in uh, triple digits. That's a big deal. We're We're in it. We're out here. Did, we've been, We've been out here. <laughs> did you think we would make it this long? Oh come on, man! You had doubts. You were you, you gonna break up with me before? <laughs> I just
1: didn't know how consistently we were going to get it. Uh, I'm actually very impressed with the consistency over time. I can't say every episode was our highest quality work. Um, I'll level set with you on that. I think there's periods where they ebbed and flown in terms of quality and just, I don't know, whatever we say. But um, yeah, overall, I'm very impressed with how consistent we were for two years or for two years.
0: Well yeah, that's like that's like anything, dude. You can't show up every day and crush the fucking workout. There's gonna be a couple dog ones in there. Yeah. And if you listen to those you listen to those all the way through, we applaud you and we thank you for your commitment. <laughs> Cause I know there were a few that I had to be like I had to shut down. The outsiders, down. man. The outsiders. What a group of people. What you, what about you? Do you think we'd make it this far? Did you have doubts? <laughs> I'm going
1: to, I don't think I had doubts, man, but it was definitely scary. I think if people listen to every episode, there's so much out there about our lives. Yeah. And people tell me that, you know, Um, so I was definitely worried about the initial feedback, but doing it with you, who is like in my circle and my closest confidant, like, I feel like there was a strength in numbers idea, just like with me and you doing it together, that gave me a lot of confidence we would consistently show up. But in the beginning, I was definitely nervous with how it was going to be received.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Likewise. I mean, I was super apprehensive about putting anything out there where it's just, it's just you, right? It's you and I, and that's it. So I mean, talk about one of the purest forms of, of something you could do in the public arena. So
1: But the world only gets more public is kind of what I've definitely had negatives from doing this podcast. Like I'm trying to think of negatives. I don't know, just people listening. And maybe I say something that's off or uh, the way I said it made them feel some type of way. Like I'm specifically thinking about things within my family, but I would say net net dude, it's the most positive, probably one of the most positive experiences of my life in the last two years.
0: Yeah. I would, I would agree with you on that. I don't know if I've had, I really don't know if I've had much negative. It's definitely more of a time suck than I thought it would be. Like, you think about doing a podcast and you think it's just going to be like, oh, it's just, you know, two, three hours a week. But in the f- context of the way we live our lives, that's a pretty valuable time <laughs> for both of us. So, yeah, I would say we, I definitely underestimated the amount of time that it takes and focus, right? Cause it's, we've done a few of these that, you know, neither of us were really there and they came out bad. And then we end up, you know, sitting down for an hour for nothing. I think that's been like a good learning experience as well. Yeah, you're right. It's definitely helped me become a little bit more in tune with myself in the sense of, I, I kind of have a better idea of when my mental energy is, is not, it's no longer there. It left the building, so
1: those were some of our funniest recordings though. Like no one <laughs> yeah. no one heard them, but me and you, between you and I, those are some of our funniest. Yeah, dude, we've had some four like four a.m. recording yeah, sessions.
0: <laughs> yeah. There were a couple there where we were like 30 minutes in, and I was I was saying something. You're like, you would just cut in there and say, dude, this is awful. <laughs> we're not <laughs> really we're not, we're not, we're not using this.
1: So. Let me ask you this. I don't know. At least this was a thought I had. Is there any advice you would change? You know, I don't know how much you remember of certain episodes or certain time periods where we were talking about certain things. Is there any advice you would change or things you maybe now learn, call it a year and a half, two years later that you would have changed?
0: Well, one thing that I was thinking about is is physical work is not no substitution for mental work. And I thought the two were kind of synonymous in the sense that you could do the mental work by getting through physically difficult tasks. And that's just not enough. And uh, I, I think that a the, little
1: bit more for me.
0: Well, I think in the beginning, we both use physical pursuit as a means to hone our mental, manner, our, our mental, so to speak. And I think in exactly. a way it does, Yeah. but it, it only, it only hones a, a very specific part of your mental. It doesn't make all of those other problems that you might have go away. So I'm, I, I guess I'm saying the physical work is not substitution. It's not a substitution for the mental work. And I wouldn't definitely you, thought that in the beginning
1: of this. wouldn't change a thing about what you said. I think that would be a huge takeaway for me too. Physical fitness allows you to sharpen your mental in certain areas, but you still have to show up <laughs> in those other areas. There's a whole,
0: there's a whole lot of mental and yeah. it, it can help in certain areas, but it definitely doesn't help all around. So that was one thing. The other thing that I was thinking about is in the beginning of doing when we first started this, I felt like I knew more about the, the topics we talked about um, back then than I do now. It's almost been like a reversal of, you know, I don't have all the answers. And I felt like sometimes we we talked like we had some of those answers.
1: But here's what I would tell you. I think that's a little bit of imposter syndrome when you start in any new endeavor, right? Like we almost had to give ourselves the confidence to be able to talk about certain things because it was just so publicly displayed. And I'm not saying that's right by any stretch, but I totally see why we did that. You know, like we were new, we were scared, like let's talk about things we know and say, we know these things. So people actually listen, right. Whether it's the iron man or uh, you know, getting promoted within your job, whatever it is. I actually, this is one caveat I'd make to things I've learned looking back at some of the episodes we did on career development. I honestly think that that was some of the best advice we've given. Like I don't know if I've really changed my stripes with a lot of the stuff that we talked about on career development. We just haven't talked about it a lot anymore.
0: Yeah. I would, I would agree with that. I, I listened to that podcast. Yeah. Again. So did I. And the, the advice we gave then I it still holds true it's I mean it's not anything complicated it's pretty simple but yeah I guess m- maybe what it was is that we like what you're saying is we chose to talk about things that we do we were somewhat knowledgeable in whereas now I feel like we kind of almost tend to talk about things that
1: we're confused. Weird, about.
0: We're currently confused about. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's been a cool development because, I mean, at a, at a certain point, you run out of stuff to talk about that you know everything, you not know everything about, but are pretty knowledgeable in. So you kind of have to start talking about the things you're currently struggling with or trying to figure out or working through things. Like most of our podcasts nowadays, I feel like are more working sessions than, than uh, a speech about, you know, career development or something along those lines.
1: We had an entire season. I feel like this season was called questions, not answers, you know? So I feel like we, we kind of came out of that post Ironman, which has been fun to your point. It's semi-therapy sessions for us.
0: Yeah, definitely. What's, what do you think uh, has been the biggest learning experience or biggest difference for you from yeah, episode one to now 100.
1: Dude, it's crazy how uh, synonymous both both of the points you just gave are with how I feel. Um, I would almost say identical. A, I can't distract myself with fitness, right? I think there was a lot of me running through doing the Ironman, which was a crazy cool experience one I'll never forget about. Um, it's something I'll cherish for the rest of my life. But coming out of that and being in a different mindset and mode, I realized how much I used to run. I used that pursuit of seeing what I could accomplish physically to distract myself from some of the other things I was trying to work on. Uh, I mean, pretty much IE like binge eating, emotional eating, like dealing with that stuff. Um, second, it it, now goes back to what you said. I, I really don't have the answers in a lot of different areas. I mean, it's almost more fun for me now to have to, be dynamic in our conversations and critically think about topics or ideas we don't know the answers to. And it allows me to just be a little bit more agile in life, honestly. I don't have to show up knowing the answers to perform well. This is kind of what I think about in my day-to-day life.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I've, in a way, sometimes when you don't know the answers, you perform better.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it allows you to be again dynamic and you can a little bit more open
0: minded, a little bit, a little bit more uh,
1: fluid, gender fluid. Here's one, (laughs) one, uh, one thing though that I will never change about a tactical item that I developed through this podcast and us having to talk about different techniques because in every episode, candidly. We always tried to like bring it in on points or things that could be tangible or helpful. I will never change. Again, I said never, but I won't change. And I haven't for the last, I don't know, called 60, 70, 80 weeks, dude. I will not change planning my week. It is literally the backbone of my existence and being able to perform at an optimal level. It just simply won't change. That's one tactic I know I gathered or discussed through this podcast and it's
0: something that will never leave my life, hopefully. Do you have anything like that why for you? you? Why do you feel like that's so important to you? What, is it, what does it create for you?
1: It creates time and space, man. Like, it, it, Yes, people are like, oh, I want to have a dynamic or fluid schedule. Sure, you can do that as long as you make sure you have the things that are prioritized in your life done and accomplished. So I have more time now because I know how long it takes me to get done certain tasks that need to be done every week. And you're talking to me now where I'm traveling three out of the four days or three out of the four weeks a month. I'm planning vacations. I'm planning travel. I'm planning meetings. Right. And then I'm doing all this other stuff with family, friends back in Houston. It's just you, you can't I can't have my life be that unintentional.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole point around discipline equals freedom, right? I mean, that's the whole antithesis of that is you plan out your weeks. I mean, you plan your downtime, right? I could, I could be better at that. You could be better at that. For sure. Yeah. Well, it's another way for you to reflect and look back, right? Because I mean, if you plan your week and you stick to it, then. You have a good idea as to you know, maybe, maybe when you're feeling a little run down, you have a for little sure. bit of a better way to reflect concretely at what, what's actually been going on. Because it's so easy to forget all that you've done in a week, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, to your point, something I start to think about now is, yeah, after a long travel week, I try and schedule downtime for waking up later. I'm still, I wouldn't say that's a fundamental part of my planning week yet, um, unfortunately, but hopefully we get better. We talked about the positive pause. I got to still get better at it within my life. The positive pause. What about you? Is there, any, is there any one thing that has been super impactful for you over the last two years that maybe you talked about or gathered from doing the podcast? Just like a tangible?
0: Yeah, I plan out. I can't plan out my weeks, but I plan out every day. Okay. So I take a little bit of a different approach there. When I was planning out my weeks, like I feel like my schedule so dynamic with clients scheduling calls, getting emails and stuff like that. I, I just felt like by Tuesday, everything I had planned was kind of like, my schedule is just dynamic. I've, I've yeah. found, like I treat it a little bit more dynamically. And so instead of that, I plan out every day. So like I'll go in in the morning and I plan out my day. That's the first thing I do every day is, I don't, is just I, I don't plan think it out. I don't think that's that crazy. No, 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 no. I, it's a, it's what's worked for me. Yeah, and yeah. I know what I'm going to do in the morning for the most part. I don't need to plan out my morning. It's the same every day. And so is my evening. Pretty similar. Yeah. Minus if I have a commitment then. Even still, it's... You know, I'm going to bed at the same time and waking up pretty consistently at the same time. I'm working out in the morning. I'm eating breakfast, hanging out. I go to the office. I plan my day. I read. The thing that I did before we started the podcast, I think is still that technique of making sure you bookend your days with consistency is still one of the things that I think holds true for for me and helping me continue to progress forward. I wouldn't say that the podcast, I guess, taught, taught me that, but it's one of those things that I've just carried forward throughout this.
1: And again, I just hear it being intentional about your days, right? Regardless if you do it on a Sunday or you do it on a Monday or Tuesday, like it's just living intentionally, right? In my opinion, you allocate time to the things that are important to you in
0: life. Yeah, exactly. You're proactive, not reactive. Yep. So, um, there's something I want to ask you. What, what was the biggest surprise for you after a hundred episodes? Biggest surprise for me.
1: <laughs> you don't really know people, man. You don't really know people. Cause I'm thinking about our guests. When I say that you never really know someone's story until you get them to open up. About it for an hour, two hours. God damn, dude. You can't judge a book by its cover. The one I specifically think about is, you know, for me, again, this is just a personal experience. Luke, when he came on the podcast, like his vibe was totally different than all of the prior expectations I had, just what was talked about him in high school and who he was. Um, and then you talk to him, it's like some of the best feedback. And one of the quotes I carry with me pretty much every day is happy people don't hate. And, uh, Yeah, just your your perspective can be vastly altered based on your preconceived notions or judgments of people when you have a real conversation or open minded about who they
0: are. Yeah, that's a great example, because if I had never spoken to him, sitting at the same table of him, I probably would have a completely different opinion of him just based on, you know, his interactions on social media, what he does. So I would totally agree with you in the sense that you can't, you never really know what someone's like until you sit down and talk to them for at a minimum about an hour. I also think probably the most surprising thing for me was, is how difficult it is to interview a person and speak to somebody and keep them on track for, Uh, you know, an hour or two hours. It's so difficult. And especially when, you know you have somebody on who's not that comfortable maybe we've never met before and it and maybe they're not opening up as much as you'd like them to. It's very it's very difficult to 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 kind of encourage that. And gave me gave me a whole lot of respect for people who interview others for their profession because it's very difficult to do
1: the way they make it look easy and flow between conversations or thoughts is incredibly impressive. Like Rogan is an amazing example, right. That everyone probably listens to or has seen some sort of clip about being able to do that in a way that's natural, incredibly impressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the conversations that they have have direction and in some, in, in some cases we lost the direction of the conversation in a lot of cases and it it was just surprising that it was it was difficult to keep it moving in one direction. I guess I'll say.
1: Do you have any favorite memories of any of the guests over the last hundred episodes? You don't have to pick favorites. Just give me the first one that comes to mind. Go with the gut. Go go with the gut.
0: Oh man, my favorite my favorite probably moment from the podcast was when yeah go. It, was, it wasn't when we were all on the podcast. It's when Anthony came over and you we, you locked Reese
1: oh, yeah. in
0: your car. So one of our guests shows up, Anthony, for the podcast. And every, there's, a whole, there's a whole hustle and bustle. Reese ends up leaving the house. Colton's coming back from somewhere. He's getting stuff out of his car. And I guess Reese had jumped into his car. And Colton shut the door, just not thinking about it. And so we all go inside and we're all standing in there and we're – saying what's up and Alex is all of a sudden concerned she's like where's Reese and I was like I don't know where is Reese because he would just be all over the place and so we realized Reese isn't in the house so we leave the house we're running around the neighborhood we're searching everywhere and then Alex just hears this cry like this muffled cry like and she looks and he's in Colton's front seat, just locked in his car. That oh was, my was, God. That was fucking hilarious. So that was that was probably one of my favorite moments. Um, I think Rick opening up about you know his journey with mental health was pretty cool to see because it was obviously very a very vulnerable position to be in. I found that conversation to be pretty, pretty mind blowing, especially because I I didn't really understand that about him uh before we we had the podcast i feel like that also kind of
1: set the stage for the content we were going to deliver you know um he was one of our earlier guests and i feel like it really set the stage for how open and transparent we were going to be about kind of untalked about stuff but like really dark stuff in a weird way and i commend him for doing that because i i feel like it led us he led us in that situation to be able to do that
0: yeah, definitely. I mean, it definitely gave me the confidence to be able to talk a little bit more about those things because it was you yeah, know he was able to do it, so why shouldn't I be able to do it, you know?
1: Yeah, I hear you on that, man. I mean, there's some really <laughs> there's some really amazing people with phenomenal stories. Everyone who came on the everyone who came on the the podcast, you know. I, I hope we have reoccurring guests eventually when we get to a thousand episodes or fine, whatever, however many episodes we continue to have. Um, it's just, through there's so many people with very, very interesting stories, interesting life experiences, and everyone's got, you know, got something different about them. I think that's what makes this whole human experience unique.
0: Isn't that crazy how no one, I, I feel like no one we've had on the podcast has ever had an uninteresting background. Everyone's story is just so unique. Yeah. And it definitely gives you a little bit more perspective as to, you know, when you encounter somebody just, you never know where they came from or what they've encountered or what they've been through or what they're doing. Really.
1: You know what? And that kind of talks to me or the way I have that land is this whole game and I'd say game, but like this whole life thing is such an experiment, bro. Like no one, absolutely no one has it figured out. And every, everyone's playing a vastly different game. Right? Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah everyone's perspective kind of helped me understand that throughout interviewing and having different guests
0: what do you think your favorite moment was on the podcast favorite favorite moment and then favorite moment with a guest i guess you already mentioned luke how many questions you gonna ask
1: me in one sentence bro just two (laughs) what was the first
0: (laughs) you gotta be kidding me dude Focus up. Focus up. I listened it, dog. I listened what favorite, was it? favorite moment on the podcast. Uh, I have a
1: picture on my phone, man. And I don't know if you've seen it before, but it's us recording a podcast pre-Ironman and post-Ironman in the corner of my new room in Houston. I don't know. For some reason that that experience hits for me. I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like that was the bookend of a chapter for both of us in a weird way. So that moment really sticks to me, like us being Ironman. I know we both had very different experiences of why it was so important, but uh, no, that that moment really meant a lot, and that's a picture I look back on and I like smile every day, or not every day. That would be a little weird. So, (laughs) (laughs) something to tell me. (laughs) No, but sometimes when I'm scrolling through my picture, I see that dude. It always brings a smile to my eyes. So. To see for for me, right, moving to Houston was such a big move and like life change for me to have you, Alex, like be a part of that life change with me. And almost in a weird way, have the podcast as a way to capture that entire experience was really, really cool. Uh, So I would say that was probably my most memorable uh, experience or episodes was recording those two about the Ironman. And then what was your second question? favorite
0: guest favorite guest
1: favorite guest can you fill some empty space while i look through the episodes
0: uh yeah sure i mean you would think this kid has a pretty good memory with all the investment information oh. besides, but um my
1: again this is obviously a huge bias i love every guest that was on here I, I, a lot of them were people I know and love, but the one person I love the most in my life, and it's probably pretty evident where this is going is my mom. Um, that woman has been through man, like the world dog. Like she has been through so many tough times in her life and for her to come on, um, and share a portion of it, man. Cause she didn't even go as deep as she could have. Cause it's like a, a lot, but, um, I don't know. It meant, it meant a a whole heck of a lot for, for me to have my mom on. Um, she's literally probably the most influential figure in my life. And to share that with people I know that kind of respect me and, and like you and I, uh,
0: that, that was a big deal for me. So I would say, yeah, mom. that was, that was really cool. That was, re- that was a really cool experience. Both of those are definitely top tier. What um, me or my mom? No, I mean like the, the Iron Man moments as well as the podcast with your mom i mean i feel like we haven't had she's the only person who fits that that category like she's just a unique individual but we haven't had anyone like her on the podcast
1: no no uh no phd basically level therapists or sociology majors so yeah um yeah, I'm trying to think what what's next for us on the uh, on the upcoming 100 episodes
0: oh man that's hard to, that's hard to it's hard to tell dude I mean if two years lo- two
1: years just think two years if
0: like, you if you look back like let's think about when we both started this podcast where were where were you uh
1: I was at a lower level job within my company I was definitely less sure of myself um and when i say less sure i think i gave a lot more time to other people that weren't that weren't myself right i, I cared more about what other people thought than than myself internally and i distracted myself with fitness or sorry i shouldn't distracted uh the only way i was able to have confidence in myself was through fitness pursuits so that's That was again off the cuff. Have no idea what I just said, but those three felt right.
0: How old were you when you started the podcast? What, 20? 24, probably. Yeah. You're 26 now? Mm hmm. No longer live in PA. Correct. Who would have thought that would have happened at the beginning of all that?
1: Had it on my vision board, bro. And actually, I'm a year early on that. So pat it down for next
0: year. It's crazy to think that, you know, when we started this podcast, it, it, you would have never been able to predict where you are today. This is not a fucking chance, which is crazy to think about. Uh, do you think you're further than you thought you would be now looking back at you know yourself, where you were when we first started this? Or do you think you're right about where you thought you would end up?
1: I would, that answer would be different to my 22 year old self, to be honest. Like if someone said to Colton at 22, at 26, you'd be in Texas doing what you're doing. I would have said, dude, not a shot. At 24 though, I I did kind of feel pretty intentional about what I was doing though. I I don't think it's, no, I I, dude, I really, I really think I was very intentional the last two years and that's why I'm here. So It's definitely I, not luck. That's yeah, not, it, it doesn't feel yeah. that way to me. It doesn't feel like the the stars just aligned. I mean, in certain areas, they they help support me there, but I don't think it was. It's not like oh my god, I can't believe this happened. I kind of can't. I kind of can't.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's a little bit of luck, but you can kind of make your own luck in life.
1: Right. In a way, what about? Right. Can we go? Can we go back to you? You try and sum up where you were at twenty five two years ago. I feel like my answers were pretty crazy. I was—I'm I, even surprised with my response.
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah. If it really doesn't feel that long ago, but I was definitely—I didn't have my CFP. I wasn't engaged. I was more or less starting my career again, you could say going from, you know, one, one position to another, uh, selling, you know, selling to financial advisors to being one. So completely different, completely different mindset there. I was definitely more, I would say I was definitely more sure of my outlooks on life then than I am now. Really?
1: That surprises me. I was going to say, as your friend, I feel like you're more in control of a lot more variables in your life.
0: I would say, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would, I would agree with that. I'm in more, more in control with a lot of the variables. It's just, I think I had some very concrete opinions about things that I don't necessarily think they're as concrete.
1: now. Can you give me an example, maybe?
0: Like, if I don't wake up every day to work out, like, I'm not a piece of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. You know what I mean? It's And there's also some opinions I think I had of other people. Yeah. Judgment. Judgment. I mean, there was a podcast where we talked about, you know, the guy in the Toyota Camry. Where, like, you know, you're, you're reading... The millionaire next door and that guy in the Toyota Camry could very well be a millionaire. You know what I mean? Like, I Facts. think some in yeah. some ways we Facts. had my outlook and perspective was a little naive on certain in certain ways. Um, I don't know. I, I definitely feel like the most important relationship, but most important relationships in my life are very solid.
1: I totally concur
0: with you. Like I am way more sure of myself and the relationships that I have with the people closest to me than I was two years ago. And
1: again, I think that goes for me just reflecting on being with you for a lot of the last two years. I feel Again, I feel like you're a lot more in control of those different avenues, right? Relationships being one, like your financial and where you're pursuing in your career, right? Being two, fitness. Again, I mean, we're not doing an Ironman, but like it, it becomes less everything to us. But no, no, I, I actually concur with that a lot. Relationships are a lot stronger. That's a big part of your life, bro.
0: I feel a lot older, mature.
1: Also, I hate. I feel I hate a lot mature
0: mature yeah i don't i don't know if i would say i don't know if i would say mature but my i would say my thoughts are maybe this is fugazi but every, everything's a little bit more refined because you've experienced more i think my thoughts my reactions my emotions in 28 honestly sounds kind of old <laughs> to me
1: so what would be the most important thing for you to accomplish in the next 100 episodes it can be a character trait it can be an actual thing like what would be most important to you in your life in the next 100
0: episodes i think the biggest thing for me is being okay, not, not being perfect. And that's with, I would say that's with more so work. I'm very, I treat work like my, like an athlete, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Like when I have a conversation, it's almost like I'm doing, I'm in the middle of a game, and if I stumble or don't present something the right way, don't communicate something in in a way that's digestible for someone to understand, that's almost like giving the ball away or making a bad pass or not have just not having a good day out on the field, and I'm very self-critical of myself in that sense and in the fact that i'll I'll think about it for a good two to three days it'll pop in my head randomly like those moments when in reality it's it's like hey i mean not everything's going to be perfect you should you could strive for perfection but you got to be okay not being not not always being there but it's the pursuit of perfection that matters not not necessarily being watertight in every way, shape, or form, because that's impossible.
1: I have a lot of thoughts following up on that. One, I see why you're that way, though, because you have such a successful individual like your Vision of who you want to be, right? Like your boss is really, really good at what he does in a lot of those situations that you're stepping up into um, yeah. and taking more responsibility. So I hear you on that. Uh, that makes sense. And you're just like an ultra successful person. Like that's, that makes sense to me. I'm trying to think, dude, I, this is one thing that's, do you, do you accept compliments from people within you, within that the walls of your job? Like, do you accept people saying you did a good job?
0: So uh, I guess this could be a part, like a part (laughs) of that genre of improvement, but I verbally accept compliments for sure, but I don't actually accept compliments. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel the, I, I don't have an emotional reaction.
1: See, I, I'm the other way. Sometimes I get too high about compliments. So now I'm trying to have those conversations with myself, like, "Yo, ease yourself. You still have a lot of time that you need to prove yourself." But that, I mean, that could be a good counterbalance for you. <laughs> but
0: yeah, like when, in a way, when someone gives me a compliment, I'm because of the self-critical piece. I don't, I don't accept it.
1: Okay, so that's what you we'll know what hold I
0: mean? you. We'll hold
1: you accountable to that for. So for I think it.
0: that's an. I I just think that's an important part of. Because of course that has other effects. Like if I, mm-hmm. it's sitting back there, festering. It's not the best. You know, to bring that home, or just like I'm, being present in the moment. And I mean, that's another way that I get distracted. Uh, from that you thinking so about being le- less self-critical and present I think is a, you know, two character traits I'd love to be better with all around. Like, I think I'm really good in specific situations, but in general I think I'd do a better job of doing that. I just
1: had a brain blast. Those are questions we could just ask every guest. Hey, in this chapter of our lives, we're trying to figure out what people do that are success-minded to be less critical and more present. Brain blast. Bingo. Brain what blast. Uh, what was the question I asked you? What, what do I want to hand <laughs> Nah, no, I'm messing with you. I was just messing. I was just messing. People are like, dude, this kid's asleep over there at the wheel. What character traits do I want to develop? Having better internal dialogue, right? Realizing when yeah. a thought is really just that, bro. It's really just a thought. Like you're not fat and lazy because you overate your calories or just because you don't send this email, you're going to be unsuccessful in your job, right? Like I want to have better, more realistic conversations with myself. Um, so that would be one trait. That I think I'm really working hard on, man. That I'm, I really, really am genuinely working hard on that. And then more tangible, bro, is just my financial dependence. Uh, I'm. Is that a trait dis- Or is that a trade? Is that a trade? Uh, I think it's discipline in another area of my life. To be honest, I, I, I would say it's kind of a trade. I, I would say financial. What do I describe that
0: as? I want to say frugality but I don't know if that's a word. Almost like financial accountability, bro.
1: Like accountability to my future self. I, I it's great. Yeah. You get zero gratification from not spending money today. Absolutely zero. Like when you talk about losing weight or training for this thing that happens in 6 months. It's way easier to see, feel, touch like I've to still that delayed gratification for 20 years, right? So I'm in the financial situation. I want to be in 20 years from now. So it's a little bit harder for me, uh, but I really do believe I can do it. So that, that would be my two things for, for the next 100 episodes, continue down the path of financial independence and have better internal dialogue with myself.
0: Yeah, I think the finances are definitely an important part for for me as well like i just there's some things i want to do there's some things i want to accomplish that of course you need to have those things dialed in for so it's just too big a part of real life to me
1: like it's too money impacts a lot in life for me so i and i know it does for money you
0: impacts a life a lot in life for everybody
1: right you know, right right just,
0: That's just how, it's just a reality of the world we live in. So I'd
1: I'd rather have that be something that, how do I say, allows me flexibility and freedom as opposed to something that gives me handcuffs.
0: Yeah. I mean, it can be your best friend and your worst nightmare.
1: Right.
0: So it's just about forming those habits, right? It is. It I'm, is. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where you go with that.
1: Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? knows?
0: Send me um, a billing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. All right, dude. What is? I, we should name this podcast episode 100 and 100 more to go. That's way too long. That's why I'm really bad at these. That's why I don't do it. Wow. Them. God, fuck wow.
0: <laughs> Leave that to the chief creative officer. C C O, bro. C-C-O. CCO. dude. I think. What? What a ride! What ride has it, been?
1: To infinity and beyond, bro. Oh
0: <laughs> Are we gonna get copyrighted
1: for that? <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, I love you. Enjoy. But yeah, your wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Over under, over under. Within the next episodes, you you find you find a lady friend. Oh my over God. under, over under.
1: You're gonna throw
0: that in here like I'm that. I'm just saying. I'm just what? saying. It's been um, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with it's gonna happen. But
1: that could really radically change everything in my life. Right? Uh, I'm a girl.
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. All, all, all I gotta say is if she comes between you and the podcast, you know it's gonna happen.
1: <laughs>
0: um, gotta go.
1: Dude, I don't know. Odds. I I if I was a betting man to say over the next two years, I'd probably bet against it, but I I
0: don't know. I don't know.
1: Hmm.
0: Things show up when you're least expecting them, man. Right,
1: exactly. So stop scaring me, dude.
0: Stop scaring <laughs> <at> me. <laughs> All right, man. That's cap episode one hundred. We out. Peace.